What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is a season where, you know, we get gifts for everyone. But if you're looking to drop a bombshell for your engagement ring, here's some advice to give you. Today's show is going to be interesting. Haha, <laughs> let's go. Recently, I had a friend who actually got engaged with his fiance. Of course, that's, uh, they, that's the upgrade that they get. Obviously, when you see it all on Instagram, it's all lovey-dovey and lots of likes, lots of comments of congratulations and stuff like that. But the thing is, you don't even know what went behind the whole planning of that engagement. Because apparently, uh, the first thing that you need to kind of invest in is, okay, apart from time and location and all the friends are going to be there to support you, it is the big D word. No, not that D, but the diamond word. <laughs> so, <laughs> my guest is actually laughing because, you know, I'm not here to insinuate whatever, but the big D that you need to get for your fiance, <laughs> guys, please don't get the wrong idea. <laughs> Is the is that diamond engagement ring? Okay, I'm gonna stop. All right, diamonds are a girl's best friend, ladies and gentlemen. That's why today, my guest, would you please care to introduce yourself? Hi, Jen. Thanks for having me today. Yes. So my name is Jia Ye, or you can call me Jia. Jia. I'm the communications and design director for the Gem. Yes. Um, it's also part of our family business. Wow. Yeah. So it's so cool, right? I mean, your family business is all about. Diamonds. Giving these, the giving big D. Box, right? <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the big D today. It's like, it's more like the big drop, I would say, because like you drop a lot of money uh, in order to kind of like buy that one ring in hopes for your fiance to not only be really happy because you know they've got a nice ring around their finger and they can go, go, go around and basically flash it to their friends and say hey look I'm engaged and stuff like that but I think like uh, engagement ring is like a symbol of upgrading right do you think so? of upgrading of commitment oh wow <laughs> and also I guess it's a it's a sign of what's to come yeah, I know. Um, you know, there's this joke I last, I, I remember, <laughs> I, I used to host a lot of weddings, lah, okay? Side income. Uh. I always say that, you know, there are three rings in a, in a marriage. Yeah. You know, there is an engagement ring, and then there's a wedding ring, and the third one is suffering. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, you know, uh, I, I tend to change it up a bit and say the third one is sharing. Yes. Aww, so you nice share her burden, she shares your burden. Most of the time, we know it's not equal. But I think most of the time, right, I, I went through this um, trying to uh, get my wife now. Okay, I can safely say that she's my wife. Already we have a kid, so it's my wife. I remember going back like a few years ago, right? Um, I was going to propose to my, my wife in Hong Kong. And uh, it's it, talking about getting an engagement ring has always been something I kind of shy away from. Right. Because... What were your concerns? Expensive. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That's always the misconception. Yeah, because it's like, to be honest, right? Every guy's dream, I won't say every guy, most guy's dream is to engage, get engaged with a Pepsi Cola can ring, that kind of thing. Any ring will do because you know why? Love trumps over everything. But you know, a lot of people tend to always think or assume that wedding rings are diamonds, especially because you know, most engagement rings are also diamonds, right? Most of them. They're unfortunately the more popular choice because of the way the diamond can capture more light. Yeah, are always very, very expensive. I mean, do you get a lot of people kind of like 
asking you about, hey, you know, should I buy a diamond or is there an alternative to diamond? Because, you know, diamonds are very expensive. I think that's a that's a bad misconception because mm-hmm. you'd be surprised. I can reveal to you like what uh, is a reasonable budget you can actually start buying for a reasonably sized and quality diamond mm-hmm. sooner. But maybe just, let me just start with, um, before you got your wife, your engagement ring, how much do you think diamond rings kind of cost and how much do you think it costs? I mean, knowing what you know then after that, um, did your expectations change of how much it should cost? You see, right, when I went to a diamond store, right, I didn't even care about what the fellow was going to tell me, you know. It's more of like, I, whatever that's coming out of his mouth, right, I know my ears are going to turn off. So, you know, you, go, you you it's like you're walking in the shop preparing to get stabbed. Lah. Yeah, exactly. So, I went in there, so I confirm expensive, I confirm expensive. But I look at that damn big stone, right, okay, the one I asked that, I go for the tiny one. And then after that, the tiny one, he tells me like, you know, oh, this is about uh, this dead, what, cut this dead G1, G2, H1, H4, what, Kontan, Konsi, whatever, all this, uh, what, algebra, what nonsense. And then after he come out with one price, 7,000. I give you cert, I give you paper, I give you that. I'm like, oh, wow, that's, a, that's really expensive. And I think like that's part of the process of it, going in and getting shocked and then get out of it. Yeah, and after that, slowly after, shortly after, trying to look, <laughs> trying to look. For, that's why you have to do more research, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, so what if I, do you want to take another guess on how much is a reasonable price diamond that we offer? Really? Yeah. A reasonable price one? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, okay. I would say somewhere between, uh, I don't know, to, to get a very nice diamond where a girl would be like, oh, yes. She drops down on her knees and says yes to the big diamond. Uh, somewhere between nine to 15,000? Um, far from it, actually. Far from it. You can start from a budget of 2,005 ringgit. 2,005 ringgit. Onwards. Oh. For a decent quality one. <laughs> okay, when you say decent quality one, because a lot of people tend to think that, because like, you know, when you all watch movies, diamond, 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 whatever, crown jewels, the queen, the diamonds, and everybody thinks that diamonds are really, really expensive. 2,005, what can it get you? 2005 can get you something like a 20 something carat. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. 20 what something carat, sign me up. 20 points, 20 <laughs> points, which is 0.2-ish okay. carat. And 0.2 we, carats is how big? Um, I can show you here. Okay, we have, whoa, okay. We so have. this is a 30 point, which is a 0.3. That looks like, kind of like the size that I got from my wife. What? No. I did. You did? Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Look, I'm only j- judging it based on the size of the stone. Yeah. I'm not, lo- I'm not talking about the design or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah Can yeah. I have a look at that? Yeah, absolutely. So wait, hold on. Okay. Let me look at this. So you're telling me, I should ask my producers to go ask my wife to come over here right now and show me her ring. This is 30 points. It could cost anywhere from 3,000 ringgit onwards. 3,000 ringgit onwards? Yes. <laughs> the whole ring, not just the diamond. Really? Yes. Can Can I just ask when you when you did your shopping for engagement, you went only to one place? Uh, well, let me tell you how it happened. Okay? okay, when I did my shopping for engagement rings, I didn't go to one place or whatever. I went to her friends. Right. Yeah. So her friends decided to tell to tell me what she likes. Okay, fine. So when I found out what she likes, okay. I went to the place that I found out what she likes, and I got a shock. I walked out and I called my friend. Are you crazy? Yeah. But you know, the thing is, when you love someone so okay, like, you know what? I, I I will have to not really be very very like uh, pessimistic about it. But when you love someone so much, right? You, sometimes you don't really mind dropping that money. Yeah. 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 Because it's a once in a life. I hate that I'm saying it. <laughs> 
that it's a once in a lifetime thing. What's so hateful about it? No, because a lot of people think like, oh, yo, why am I spending so much on a diamond? But after that, when you buy it, right, and then you you give it to, you give it to your fiance, and she says yes, and then you see how happy she is. That obviously it the the, the value is becomes priceless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely for mm. that moment, right? Yeah, for that moment. But for me, it was a bit different, lah, because uh, this was how I, I remember how I I I, <laughs> I remember how I, I proposed to my wife. I was in Disneyland in Hong Kong, and then there was this whole Frozen song charade going on. And they were singing, you know, let it snow, let it snow, whatever. And then came the fireworks. And uh, it was like the perfect opportunity to get down on one knee and pop the question. But before I could do that, I had a Chinese man next to me. And I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) And I got really nervous because before that, I was sitting outside in the bench and she was in the merchandise store shopping for all kinds of like soft toys and plushies, right? And then she came out and I was like scared. And then next thing you know, I couldn't reach to like whatever I was reaching for and I took out the box and she obviously knew what it was already. And I just opened it. I was like, uh, uh, yeah, like, and she's like, yes. And I'm like, yay. And that's how, that's how it was. And then, uh, the next, the next half an hour was, was being me and both of us being so shy because we were there alone, right? I was being so shy to ask a, a public person, a person of the public to help us take a picture because the first one that took for us was completely horrible and the second one was not as far from it and the third one okay, like, he was nice like. it was a German fella who took a picture of us and he's like oh congratulations and that's, that's, that's my story <laughs> it was that of a grand story you know what I mean but I this is pre-COVID time so you wouldn't be comfortable asking the pre-COVID yeah 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 yeah. but okay I won't lie though I'm so uh, the ring that I'm holding right now is how much? Two five, you're saying you're, you're telling me two five two. I'm telling you from three thousand ringgit. From three thousand ringgit onwards. onwards. Yeah, it, the thing about diamonds is it it is natural. Mm-hmm. So what it takes the price is just a, a value of the four C's, which I'm quite sure you you just now we were talking about it. Yeah. The four the color cl- clarity and carrot. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the other thing that differentiates. How, how come some jewelers can sell you at different prices? Yeah. How we source the diamonds. Oh, yeah. okay. So how, effectively, how, how well we manage our supply chain. Right. Mm. I, I feel kind of, I don't know why I feel kind of stupid right now because this ring that you're telling me that costs 3,000 bucks onwards. Oh, okay. to, to be really fair though, maybe, maybe the brand that you bought from. Yeah, exactly. Premium brand. <laughs> it's kind of like the same size <laughs> of what I got for my wife and I paid. I'm not even, should I even mention it? I'm sure she appreciates the generosity. <laughs> I think I, oh, man, I, I think I paid like eight times more <laughs> the amount of it. I, I'm guessing this is an internet event. To console myself, I think I, the carrot that I got was 0.5. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's, that's this one over here. Okay. 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 Oh, cool. Too. So I remember. Okay. Let me let me console myself. So that's a 0.5. All right. Yeah, I, you I can, can see it's definitely bigger than the 0.3 that you're holding. Okay, how much would this cost from, actually, if you ask me? Um, 9,000. Around 9,000. 9,000. That doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Okay, like you mentioned, uh, you see, sometimes, right, it's all about the brand name, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I wanna, I'm not going to say where I bought it from. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so that this, is, this is where it is. When it comes to buying diamonds, I think guys are kind of not really well informed about what they're spending on because most of the time um, they would kind of assume that hey I'm just going to buy something that's popular amongst everyone right now Mm -hmm. in terms of brand name and I'm just going to go in there and buy like a reasonable sized one 
that people will see like, wow, not bad, oh, your husband, we yo, because let's get it. I mean, like you know, you, you, this this cost this cost nine thousand. I'm probably probably your fiance is gonna go out and say that you know they, she's gonna she's gonna inflate the price by ten times. Yeah, my this is nine thousand, but she's gonna say yeah, my husband dropped fifty thousand on this for the ring. I'm not sure lah. You know, sometimes it's bragging rights. So we have some friends who did it before. I'm not gonna say who, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but. Uh, it, it is. It is. It's the thing. We do not know how to value diamonds. Yep. Yep. Um, and for diamonds, what we would recommend usually before you shop for it, mm-hmm. it's it's like when you're consulting a doctor, always yeah. get a second or third opinion if you can. Right. Okay. Second or third opinion, and obviously the second or third opinion ha- cannot be your friends, uh. No, from the jewelers. It's from the jewelers, uh. <laughs> Because you need to look around, not just to shop um, and compare prices. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially is to look for two things. Number one, to find out whose service you can trust mm-hmm. in the long run, that mm-hmm. you, know, you know that they have your needs in consideration for the long run, not just to, to make a quick buck off of you. Yeah. And number two is to make sure that for your budget, mm-hmm. you have in mind, you're really getting the best product or the best value you can. Right. So price is determined on the cut, the color, and the carrot. Um, 4C, so do you want me to go through with you which water 4C is actually the most important? Yeah, 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 of course. Short down. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people think that carrot is important, but yeah. that's not the most important. Because, you know, in the movies, they always say, oh, how many carrots, <laughs> right? One, two. You know, even some <clears throat> some first lady got a very big carrot. You know, people were talking about it in the news, not going to say who. But yeah, a lot of people tend to always focus on the carrot because carrot means size, right? Um, carrot is actually just carrot weight. Oh. So it doesn't accurately judge, um, show you how big the diamond is face up. It'll Mm -hmm. just tell you how much the weight is. And sometimes the diamond may be bottom heavy, meaning the weight is all on the bottom. Mm -hmm. That um, it could be a one carrot, but it actually looks like a 0.8. Oh. Because of the way how the diamond's cut. I see. So the most important um, C that you should be looking at is actually cut. Cut. Yeah. Cut is not the shape of the diamond. Then? It is um, the quality of craftsmanship or how the Essentially, how the cutter, the diamond cutter, cut this rough diamond to so its facet interacts with the light to maximize the sparkle. So, oh, so that means it is very heavily reliant on the craftsman. Uh. Yes, essentially, the human hand. Um, so, what is uh, what does the diamond's what's the diamond's job, right? Right. It's to sparkle. Right. So, cut is the one that determines how bright, um, how brilliant how much fire and how much scintillation the diamond gives out right okay so you're 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 you, i mean you're a lady you wear you i'm sure you love diamonds <laughs> you have to say it because it's your family <laughs> business but like you know in your point of view representing on the ladies right when mm. they are given the diamond ring la mm. what do they okay just in, in in like don't don't talk because you you you're a gemologist right yes so you, you're very technical when it comes to gems but we know for, for the lame anywhere yeah for the layman for the layman uh for the people who are out there who just like love diamonds you know why do they why do they what do they want out of a diamond is it the shine is it the bragging rights or is it what what, what is it it's the sparkle mm-hmm. number one it's the sparkle definitely um you have a daughter, right? Yes, I, I do. I've literally seen little girls, like toddlers, just run into the store. Uh-huh. And then their dad's coming after them, like getting so shocked because it's a natural instinct that they would just gravitate to sparkly. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I should, uh, I should cage so my daughter up and not let her go out then. The sparkle <laughs> of the diamond um, is 
the thing, the most attractive thing that why people have sought after it for centuries. Really. So the sparkle is the one that captures the ladies, right? Yes. So when the girls wear, when the ladies wear the ring, so who are they trying to capture? Other ladies. <laughs> Because, like, I know men will not really look at this. I mean, like, they will look at the sparkle. Lah. For me, right? For me, uh, I walk around sometimes, lah, you know? Uh, like, my, 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 I, I admit I do this sometimes. In my circle of friends, right? We all eat during dinner, CNY, whatever, when we have gatherings. Sometimes I look at their finger, right? I look at, I tend, don't look at the sparkle. I look at the size first. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then after we look at the size, right? We start judging. You only compare the D's, right? <laughs> yeah. We're like, wow, look at that D, them big way. Wow, that D, them small. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's not. Guys, guys, do that. Okay, okay. So, but you're telling me that girls tend to appreciate the sparkle. They appreciate the sparkle. And if they get a ring that sparkles very beautifully for the engagement ring, they tend to, unless she's a specific type of girl that's looking for a big size and she already told you the, the, what her expectations are in terms of carrot weight. But most girls are very happy, especially if the diamond just sparkles beautifully. So, okay. Talking about sparkling diamonds, yeah. does it mean the bigger the carrot, the more sparkly it becomes? Or even if it's like a lower carrot number, depending on how the craftsman crafts the diamond, it'll right. also be equally as sparkly. Yes, yeah, so it, it depends on how good the cut grade is. Oh. Just now, um, we've talked about how the facet, um, the proportions of the diamond, so proportions... Symmetry and polish. Right, right, I right. Proportions, proportions. I'm getting a, I'm getting a diamond, like you know, class over here, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening. It's the first time. Proportions are how the diamond is cut um, proportionally mm -hmm. to maximize the light. So if you cut it too shallow, yes, there's light leakage. Oh, what? If you cut it too deep. There's also light leakage happening. So it is not supposed to have light leakage, lah, huh? It's supposed to reflect back, lah. It's supposed to reflect back. Uh, to be fair, these ones do reflect light, but not from all angles, lah. So the right proportions, um, in cut grade for very good and excellent onwards, mm -hmm. um, the all the light that comes in, because it comes comes in with different angles into the diamond, then it's reflected and therefore it looks maximum sparkly and brilliant. I see. So that means like if I have a friend who wears a diamond ring and then I look at it, it's damn big but it doesn't sparkle. It's like, haha, your classmate is damn lousy. Ha, you paid too much for this. Can I say that? <laughs> we, have, we have people coming to us and go like, hey, how come I buy this uh, ring for my girlfriend and then how come it doesn't sparkle as much as your wife's ring, that kind of thing. Oh, you know so, what? That so, It's so real, that question. So it, it is boiling. It boils down to the cut grade. <laughs> because, okay, this has happened before. Um... I can't remember who it was, lah. But okay, so there was two persons, there two girls, right? Obviously, both of them got married. Have they have their diamond rings and stuff like that? One girl got a very sparkly diamond ring, and then the girl just started a conversation. Wow, how much is this? Ah, uh, you probably paid like twenty thousand, thirty thousand, uh. And then she said that, oh no, lah, I paid less than ten. My husband paid less than ten for it. And then she got a sh yeah, she got hot pain. <laughs> serious. She was like, then, then she, the next question she asked, oh, like, it, it didn't, she didn't compare, but it became a conversation between the guys. Oh, how come you pay so much that you don't get as sparkly as her one? You know, is it, that you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they now that you're comparing, telling. Comparing the husband's D's. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> comparing the husband's D, D's. And in this case, the D's is the deep pockets, not the diamonds. But yeah, so that's why, um, that's why now that you're, when you're telling me that, you know, the cut grade of the diamond, the sparkliness is what determines the value? Um, no. It's a combination of the four C's. So okay. you still have to look at it overall. Right. Um, so after the cut that you need, to, we would recommend you to prioritize the cut first for yes. effective sparkle. Yep. Um, the second thing you need to look, second two C's you need to look at is clarity and color. Mm -hmm. So clarity is the absence of inclusions in a diamond. What's inclusions? Inclusions is, okay, 
Diamonds are natural, right? Uh, inclusions are natural elements that are trapped in the stone when they form. Like a like a white artifact or yeah, something. It could be a crystal. Okay. It could be a black spot. Oh. It could be even like within the diamond itself. Sometimes they're growing like this, then suddenly, eh, crystal direction decide to change. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Them. Okay. 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 All right. So little things like this. And color. Okay. What type of color do you do you get? Um. Okay. So clarity and color. Or clarity, if you, in terms of the scale, usually we would recommend you to get something of, um, slightly included. And above mm-hmm. that grade, mm-hmm. you don't have to go for internally flawless and flawless. That's the top grade because it's in it's really rare and very expensive. I, the, of course, la. So that means it's not it's not that it's easy to find. It's because of it's the rarity of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So after clarity will be color. Color you can compromise a little bit because if you remember the color scale, it starts from D, which is the whitest. Yes. To Z, which is the yellowest. Oh, yellowest. Okay, so the, 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 the sparkle color, la, is it? Uh, no, the color of the diamond itself. The color, the, okay. So the diamond, uh, think of it as uh, skin tone, I suppose. Right, okay. Like vessel color, that kind of thing. Okay. So these are things that are natural. Um, the reason why white diamonds and colorless diamonds are more pricey and valued higher in the grade is because it's more rare to find. So there's actually a lot more for every white diamond that you find. There's a lot more brown and yellowish kind of diamonds out there. But to be really fair, in the scale of this color grade, any color from D up to D, F, G, I, until I, mm-hmm. you can't really tell by your naked eye what the difference is unless you put side by side. I see. This is the, this is the color like you're saying. Yeah. So the most important thing would rather be the carrot, the cut, and the clarity. Uh, the cut, the clarity, and then color. Yes. Then lastly, only carrot weight. I see. Okay. This is why people always have that magnifying glass that they put in their eyes and then look, 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 look. Because I did that. I didn't know what I was yeah. looking for. <laughs> I went there, they gave it to me. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I put it in my eye like, hmm, okay, hmm, okay. take it. <laughs> because at the end of the day, the, 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 purchase decision, the purchase decision didn't come from, like, I mean, yes, it did come from me because I paid for it. But it came from the influence of friends, you see. Okay, so um, what kind of influence did you think was playing in your mind at that time? They were like sending me pictures of what she likes. Okay, so the design, right? You're talking about design? Yeah, uh, thing, right? design. Yeah, la, mostly design. La. Um, but more like, uh, that's how they were like saying, oh, buy her one carrot. La. I, I think they meant it jokingly because, you know, there's no way I could afford a one carrot. And then after that, you know, after back and forth, back and forth, right? You know, you stand, you start sending pictures. Because obviously you buy engagement ring, takkan, you take, you take a picture and send it to your wife, right? He's like, hey, you like this one or not? And then it gives away the surprise, right? So I kept taking lots of pictures and sending it to her friends. Okay. And then they, they come back with their expert opinions. And then, you know, uh, then from the friends, you graduate to sending it to her sister and her brothers. And then to see which... Wow. I know, what that's how this? that's what how I this? bought the ring. Obviously, that's I was... So many rounds of approval. Yeah, okay, obviously, I didn't send it to the parents uh, because... Oh, my goodness. Because no matter how big of a diamond you send the parents, uh, they'll, never, they'll never approve. Are you telling me that my daughter is only worth this size? No, so that's why I didn't send it to her parents. So I think after all that much round of approvals, then, you know, they will all start choosing. But the thing is, I went in as a person that didn't understand diamonds and didn't understand sparkle, didn't understand all these type of things. I just went in thinking that the more money I spent, the more valuable the diamond is. 
that, that's that's what I think, and that's why I think that uh, diamonds are like really expensive. Because after that, right? I didn't know. You know, after the engagement ring, there's actually a wedding band. I was like, what the heck, man? Takai, like I bought already a wedding band. I thought already an engagement ring. Suddenly got wedding got wedding band. Were you, were you the first among your friends to get married? No, I was kind of like the last. Oh. I, I could have asked my friends, but you know, most of them. The thing is. I don't know lah. Maybe it's something that we don't ask each other because we all scared like hey, later, like you know, when you find out that you spend so little on a ring, ah, like you know, ego lah, the the, the battle right. of egos okay. lah. So whatever they buy for their wives or whatever, not I don't care. Like we all just see and support and clap. I was like, yay, okay, go there, be there, hang tight, give us ang pao and applying. So um, yeah, actually, it has never been like a conversation between among guy friends. You know, it's like hey, where you buy your diamond and stuff like that. The only thing that they will say that yeah, I know this person who can uh. See you like say for example if you have a design on the internet that you really like right you cannot afford it then you give it to this person then they make it for you okay yeah and they didn't disclose how much um the price was and no. how much craftsmanship and no. that kind of thing they just okay. it's, it's more of like a <laughs> I know someone that kind of thing all right and then you bring okay. your picture to that person and the person does it for you um typically what I find from our customers especially for males looking for engagement rings mm-hmm. is there tend to be two types so one is the the super generous one yeah like, like you yeah. <laughs> the you know, the best is the prices I can lock <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and the other type is quite more, it's more typical. Um, they look to make the best decision based on value for money. Right. Um, and I guess I'm also here to share with you what to look for in terms of value for money because you can't just, uh, especially this year, we get, a, with the MCO, Yes. we had a lot more online inquiries mm-hmm. because we also decided to put up, uh, we decided to be more transparent with our loose diamonds that we put the prices and stock online mm-hmm. customers to have a look at because mm. besides having five physical stores we also have an online store yes uh, we got a huge interest from customers asking about that and we realized that um, sometimes customers um, may just be looking to make their decisions based on price and certificates because there are some uh, there's a lot of misinformation online nowadays. Yeah. And some companies will tell you, I just buy based on the cert. Lah, but we're here to tell you that you actually need to look at the stock if you can, because there are things on the cert that you can't really rely on. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because like I went to a few jewelers. Uh, the first thing they all promote is the cert. Okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, this one comes with this cert. This one comes with this GIA cert. Oh, this one comes, really, really. Like, ah, this one. It's like they're trying to reassure you that this is not fake. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. And because the cert, it's it's like when you graduated uni, it's just assurance that you went to this uni and how much grades you got, right? But it doesn't really show the character you have as a person. And then it matters, especially when you're, if even when you're looking to hire an employee, for example, you still want to meet the person, yep. get a feel of how they are, not just based on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But then doesn't that mean you have to bring your fiancé to go and actually look at the diamond before you make a purchase decision? No lah. Like if you go yourself. Yeah. So, an ethical and uh, responsible jeweler should be able to educate you on um, the different diamonds that you can get with your budget. Right. Yeah. But normally people don't want to reveal their budget too soon. So they'll just come and say, uh, how much does the one carat cost? How much oh. does uh, 70 pointer cost? And then you kind of show them and you get the gauge of what they feel comfortable with. So if you kind of gauge that they are budget range is like 5,000. With this at 5,000, you can actually show them different ranges of, um, this is a high for your budget. This is a high clarity stone. This is what if with that 5,000, you went with a higher color 
And what if the five thousand you went with a higher carrot instead? So I see. From that, they should show you. That's why they are supposed to use the loop to show you. Yep. Um, but if you're not sure what you're looking for, then maybe the person was a very detailed in explaining. Right. Then wouldn't it be better for someone to actually go in and actually have a budget in mind already and kind of be given the different different um options options based on that budget and then from there go go up slightly. And you know, like okay, let's say for example, I go in there and say, okay, my budget is three thousand, two five to three thousand, and then you know, you get this. Oh, okay. So what would I get for like three five? Or what would I get for four? That kind of thing. Yeah, you actually, you shouldn't be scared to do that. Oh, really? Yeah, just that sometimes guys are a bit shy. They don't want to say, ah, yeah. They don't want people to think that, oh, yo, I spend so little on it. So oh, they don't yeah. Don't really tell you the budget. Hey, yeah, I tell you, topic. I cannot tahan. <laughs> I cannot tahan some salespeople at all. Bloody hell, they all use this tactic. Ah, it's like, ah, you only spending, ah, you only spending that much. Ah, yo, you only love your your wife that much, man. Spend more, lah, sir. Pokai, ah, these people. Uh, why? What, what's the point of you going to a shop if you're just going to get tortured like that? Right? <laughs> no, that's how they do it. Oh my god. I feel so attacked now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. Okay, okay. So they should go in. I mean, they shouldn't really be very worried about the amount that they can spend, lah. I think everybody should be spending within their means, right? To be fair, that's why I said you you can get second or third opinions because maybe the first shop you go to, you meet a salesperson which is not so, you find not so numb your wavelength. Yeah. The second or third one might be friendlier. Mm. I see. But you know, some people are just not that open to going to have conversations with people. Some are just very reserved. They go in there and then, you know, they don't even want to ask, you know, and that's why they're too shy to ask and stuff like that. What about, okay, what about your, your, what about DJ? Do you guys have anything that's online or anything the, the, before, that, before that person actually makes the effort to go to one of your stores to actually, you know, consult a jeweler or anything? Yeah, yeah, we, so we display our, our wedding bands. Mm-hmm. Um, not everything because we can stock everything online. So yeah. selected pieces, but important pieces. And also the loose diamonds mm-hmm. um, that customers can just approach us online and ask us. That's very that's very common in, in youngsters nowadays. They tend to like to um, PM, la, DM. Ah, uh, yeah. PM, ask, katapi, everything. Yep. They want to ask about everything. And then we consult them. And if they're comfortable, ask them to go to the store to have a look because it's very important, like I said, to have a look at the diamond that is on hand mm-hmm. um, rather than just looking at a certificate. Right. There are I, things on the certificate you can't really see. Like for, if you're looking for a fancy shaped uh, diamond, for example. Yeah, what's like, that one? Okay, the one that you just held. I mean, like how many carat is that one? It looks big. That's a one carat princess cut. A one carat princess cut. Okay, I'm past the tree. Okay, yeah, I, I, have the, I have the whole tree of diamonds over here right oh, now. No. <laughs> okay, this one is like, a, okay, this is huge. This looks like something like, yeah, this is huge. This is a one. Oh, so this is one carat, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, you see that for, sparkle for there. Like, oh, wow. cut. This one is just we want to show you the different shapes of diamonds besides just the round brilliant. Oh. Yeah. So what you're holding in your hand is an oval cut. Diamond. Oval cut. Yep. So looks like looks like something you watch on the uh, the crown, like you know Netflix, like a car. Your Majesty. <laughs> I, I suppose because you see a halo around it. Halo yeah. Around it. Okay. Wow. Okay, right. so the set, right, when it comes to fancy shaped diamonds, um, so we had customers who compare a few places. They say, okay, this source A, internet, I'm oh, sorry, what am I saying? Website A is this price, cushion card now, one carat. Okay. Website B, this price. 
and then your website this price. Right. So how come we got price difference? How much? You can, how come you cannot give me the price as website A as cheap as that? I see. Then we'll have to educate them that you look at the cert. Okay. Um, the proportions of that cushion cut right in the okay in the cert they don't show you the four C's. Right. But if you're not well trained enough or you don't get enough guidance, you don't notice the proportions that is in the in the cert itself, and mm-hmm. you don't realize that actually when we tell, we explain to them website A why that one is cheaper, is because the proportions even though it's one carat. But from the face up, it actually looks like a 0.7 or 0.8. Oh, somebody is getting not not worth their money. Yeah, okay. Like, is it safe to say that every diamond is unique? Hence, why the difference in price as well? Because yes, everything, every absolutely. diamond is being cut differently. I mean, like you, you like you were mentioning, you see, right? Some people have this misconception. Like, okay, if you're looking at this diamond ring over here that you you mentioned that it costs from three thousand onwards. And then people automatically assume, oh, this one, 3,000 onwards is the cheapest one. That's why it's common. And then you have all, it's like mass produced. Is that true? No, no diamond is mass produced. Every diamond is unique because when they form in nature, like I say, each one has a different inclusion or some of it may have less inclusions and each one's a different color. It's like a unique fingerprint, human to human. Okay, all right. These are things that takes time to learn. Um, not that much time. You don't need a half a year to prepare for it. Yeah. Within one week, if you read up enough or you listen to this podcast, yeah. um, if you compare around and you get different opinions and advice, if you find consistent advice, at least you know you're headed in the right direction. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then so what, what, are the, what are the common mistakes made? I mean, okay, let's, let's go both sides. Right. Let's start with the guy. What are some of the common mistakes made by the common man when purchasing diamonds for their loved ones? Um, committing to buy something just based on the certificate because like you can just come out to the guy, some guy on the street and tell you, hey, I can help you source a diamond. I you know I can get someone to make it for you. I, cheap, nice price. Lah. Okay, okay. But you never know that for that 3,000 ringgit you pay him versus the 3,000 ringgit you pay us. I see. For example, how much quality and value difference is not just the diamond, but the craftsmanship of the ring itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we realize as well for okay, let's talk about female. Okay, female cares about female care about the design. Yep, and how comfortable it is to wear every day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, how comfortable it is to wear every day? It boils down to craftsmanship of the ring. Mm-hmm. Meaning, the person who crafted it, did they put enough thought to, or they, do they have um, the expertise and the QC to be able to make sure that? Um, the ring is set securely. Yep. It holds the diamond securely, but also it's fashioned in a way that it's um, comfortable to wear. So it's not just, it, they just didn't bend one piece of metal for you and nah, this is your ring. I see, I see. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, but you know, with, with all being, that being said as well, because you know, sometimes a lot of people tend to think, I'm not saying everyone, but like for me, so I always think that, oh, you know, the more expensive it is, the more that your wife or your fiance will treasure it. And then, you know, the more your love will mean for each other and stuff like that. I, I, to be honest, uh, just one word of advice to all of those listening right now. Uh, that's not true. You shouldn't be even spending too much money. You shouldn't be spending exorbitantly to mend your relationship. I think you can be spending something reasonable for as low as 3000 bucks as well. But that's what's most important is the commitment between you both. Yeah. To make the relationship work. <laughs> so and, and for the guy, as long as she knows that you take the time, like one, two days to effectively shop around smartly for the most beautiful ring that you can get her, mm-hmm. she appreciate it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, actually, like, what is the common time frame for a guy to shop for, a, for, for, for an engagement ring? 
Okay. I mean, I mean, you you guys have probably encountered a lot of customers. So right now, it's time to disclose because some guys will say, "I look high and low for six months for the perfect sparkle for you." So now, based on your experience, what is the average time frame a guy takes to look for a diamond? Let me see whether it kind of is the same as mine or not. It can range from anything to last minute in one day to to a to a few weeks. Okay, you know why? Because um, like for the gem, we have ready stock. Yeah. So if you're last minute, you can buy something off the shelf. But there are also customers who want to custom design a ring for their fiance. They maybe they want to inject like a certain element of their relationship inside the the ring band. Mm-hmm. Um, those sort of things usually take one to two weeks to complete within our in-house factory. And we also have an in-house design team that will sketch it out for you mm-hmm. um, almost in a few days time. Or if, if you're lucky and you're in the, our HQ, um, our flagship store, the designers can even come down and do the sketching for you. So, okay, what's the ratio between last minute shoppers and people who actually take time to look for the perfect ring? <laughs> Say, I don't have a, I don't have exact number. Okay, never mind. But, uh, <laughs> In Malaysia, I feel that there are more there are more guys who are long term planners lah, rather than last yeah, they minute. are, they are, they are. Okay, like for me, I won't lie. It just took me like three. It took me about a month. Okay. Three weeks ah, three weeks to a month lah. It's fair. You need to budget right because you're getting ready for a wedding. You need to think about how much you want to spend on house, how much you want to spend on the wedding. You actually, I didn't think of right? actually, I didn't even think of the wedding expenditure <laughs> yet. At first, like you know, when <laughs> because you know what, the minute you after you you ask the question right, you think ah, never mind lah. We all can just get married next year, right? So, ah uh, yeah, we didn't really. Yeah, here's some advice. Make sure, make sure you put that into your initial calculation. But yeah, it, it took me about a month to actually look around. Um, for me, is it started again? Like for me, is I just went around to different different jewelers. Okay, you did. I just went to normal jewelers and I went to branded jewelers and I settled for a brand, a very high end branded jeweler. I was I'm not, but yeah, a high end brand. Um, thinking that oh, the more pop is a popular brand. So the popular brand kind of sells it for her rather than the diamond cut, which I know sounds like a big mistake. I see you shaking your head. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm going to give myself a round of applause. Oh, man. To, to, to be fair, I think that international brand is also a reputable brand that you can go back to for your after-sales service and whatnot, right? I hope so. Yeah, so so okay, at least at least now I know that if I want to buy a diamond, you know, for for my wife, you have to kind of look for the four C's. At least, you know, you want something that's sparkly, it's a conversation it's a conversation starter because I feel that, you know, when your ring is sparkly, right, it sparks a conversation. Oh wow, well, where did your husband get this ring? And it'd be so cool if your fiance would have like a backstory, oh, you know what? He actually went to four different jewelers to understand like this and that, this and that, you know. So at least like every ring should have a story yeah yeah so when and when you look at the different diamonds yourself mm-hmm. and a certain for yourself like oh this one is definitely sparklier i like this one because um i feel that like this is the best value this is gives me the right size right carat weight and also the right um sparkle and the right color you've you walk away with the confidence knowing that you did your best if that makes sense. i see is there a common misconception that we people think that diamonds are actually very too expensive to be invested in i mean as an engagement ring do people, a lot of people shy away from it? Um, not so much in Malaysia, but mm-hmm. overseas, sometimes people have that kind of mentality. So they might think that, okay, I buy a sapphire, maybe cheaper. Oh. But it doesn't, it's not because it's a different type of stone. That's why it's cheaper. Even within like the different gemstones itself and different diamonds itself, there's different grades. Right. 
So you could go for a very low end sapphire. Okay. Wow. Or, or a very high end sapphire or a mid range one. Okay. It's like we hope you guys listening to this podcast today takes away something from this. Remember the four C's, which is clarity, there's color, there's cut, and there's carrot. And carrot should be something that you go for last. Yeah, unless of course you already know that she wants like a five carat love, for example. Oh, by the way, do you know how much a carrot is in weightage? No. So one carrot is actually just 0.2 grams. Oh. That's the weight. So one gram uh-huh. is five carats. One gram is five carats. So five carats, wait, one gram actually weighs the same as a paperclip. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh my tech. gosh. Oh, wow. Then on average, one carat is how much? One carat, so... Can start from as low as how much? 20,000. 20,000. Oh, Okay. It was inclusive of the ring. You know some people, you know, there are, okay, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes there are some rings out there that's only one carat, mm-hmm. but it can cost like 50 grand or like 60 grand. I guess you, the, it's always worth asking the salesperson like why. why. Yeah, maybe they'll tell you that it's a higher color, it's a higher clarity, or if they can't, if you feel that after what they disclose to you, you feel not worth it, then maybe not. Lah. <laughs> okay, that's why, that's why, you know, it's, it's all about the, oh, so, so if, this, if they're going to tell you that, oh, this one carrot, okay, if you say that the, the lowest, the lowest for a carrot is on average, it's about 20,000, and then you go to a store, and then this one carrot is about like 70,000 bucks. Okay, what should be the way that this person should like, you know, convince you that, yep, you're paying what your money is worth? Um, if they can justify for you, the difference in the four C's is much higher mm-hmm. compared to ring A and ring B. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing you should also ask is ask for a breakdown how much the diamond costs versus mm-hmm. how much the ring costs. Right. The ring setting. The ring setting, okay. Because some people might tell you, oh, my diamond's very cheap, my diamond's very cheap, but they, what they don't tell you is they charge you more for the ring setting. The ring setting meaning the, the metal thingy yes. that so the 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 gold content for this yes on the on the side the band i see i see um the craftsmanship into making it and right. including of the custom design as well oh wow um, so um typically for us we charge thousand to three thousand but usually it's within thousand to two thousand ringgit mm-hmm. without side diamonds okay that's a range for gold and platinum oh to design the ring la. Yeah, starting from that. Starting place. from that la. Yeah, yeah. I see. So on okay, so then then when you say that like the one ring like that will cost like three thousand, that's inclusive of everything la. Yes. Oh, I see. Yes. I see. Sometimes I don't know like other other internet other branded they might just, they might charge like a high premium for the diamond and also for the craftsmanship they might charge higher also that's why combine it's. Does it depend on the person that's actually designing your diamond? Let's say for example, there's this one diamond ring creator. His name is Arthur Van Gogh. What she's legit nervous with, you know. Whatever, does it matter? It doesn't really matter, does it? Uh, not, not to most people. Not to most people. Not to uh. most people. Okay. The most important thing is it's um, high quality. Meaning, oh, the other thing is when you do tr- hold t- C rings, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to touch them and feel how comfortable and hefty this. I see. You can, okay, all right, all right. Because I think guys, sometimes you just look at it like, so scared to touch it. Give them a little Yeah, because they're scared, man. they break it and then, you know, considered so. But diamond is very hard. So it's almost near, okay, I won't say it's impossible to break, but it's hard, high, highly unlikely that it would break easily. It's the hardest, subs, uh, hardest natural material in the world and also gold and platinum. The reason why they're used in engagement ring and wedding bands is because they're highly durable. So. Oh, Yes. It survives your day to day rather than this is why we don't wear like 
twig rings. <laughs> <laughs> rings for, for oh, getting married. Okay. So, okay, DJM, uh, DJM, how many outlets does DJM have uh, across Malaysia? Five. Five outlets. Yeah. And then uh, these outlets basically are, okay, where are all the five outlets? In Klang Valley, where, where's the most common area that people can go to? Um, it really depends on your area. So we get customers going to all of the different shops as well. We have Wangutama, we have Bangsa, which is our flagship store. Mm-hmm. We have Ampang, the gardens, and also Pavilion. So basically, it's a one-stop shop for anybody to go there to understand diamonds. Yes. To and buy pre-made ones already or even customize their own designs as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> I should have met you before I asked my wife to marry me. <laughs> well, well, it's not too late to get another. Ah, know, this is where the salesperson is coming in. This is where the salesperson side of you is coming already. Ah, I see. Ah, okay. You're no different from all of us. <laughs> okay. Well, the choice is definitely up to you. Okay. This is very interesting. So, I mean, at least today it's, it's interesting to learn about diamonds because... I would say not all guys, but for someone like me, I was pretty clueless. Again, I went more for the brand name rather than anything else. And I went more for the influence of friends rather than anything else. Because at the end of the day, sometimes it's a little bit tough to guess what your your girlfriend or your partner wants. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's good for you for you to bring your partner to your to the to like a store and then kind of gauge what they are looking at? Um, usually I'll ask them to find out her ring size first if uh. they can just go in the pretext like oh, okay I just want to find out your ring size hey, then how, okay okay it seems to be on the <laughs> but, topic of this right how yeah. do you freaking find out somebody's ring size without being too obvious um, <laughs> there's a few ways to do it okay come on share so you just use your hand and when you hold a hand just subtly like pretend okay that you're, you're, don't look too much at it but you sort of compare which of her this the ring fingers yeah. is in relative to your ring, your fingers. So if you know which uh, finger mm-hmm. is closest to that size, just get it measured. Oh wow, that's um, <laughs> well. I wish I knew that. <laughs> what other way? So how did you get your wife's ring size then? Uh, I bought it, then I had her resize it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. To be to be really fair, most of us offer the same kind of service because it's mistakes to happen yeah we usually offer like one one free resizing i relied on one that one person who's closest to her but she failed me her sister yeah yeah her size is this and something like mine and then she got measure her finger and then i'm like okay no <laughs> she messed up my, my sister-in-law's finger okay that, that's how i got it up. but i mean at the end of the day we got it resized anyway so but you know it'll be nice that when you actually got down on one knee and put the ring on your fiance's finger yeah. and it fits perfectly. It's always like that in <laughs> movies. And, they, and when it fits perfectly, right, it's like, it's a perfect fit. You know what I mean? And it's like, wow, right? I have one friend who um, her fiance bought from us and then when he proposed, mm-hmm. she literally cried because she was, how did he know my ring size? Oh, wow. <laughs> See, it's the little little things that matters in a relationship, not everything that's so like, you know, materialistic. Sometimes it's easy as, oh my God, he knows the actual size. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know why some girls actually, like some of my friends' girls, right? Mm. They talk again. It's like, yeah, he actually got my ring size right because that's also a part of the conversation. I got my, I got my wife's ring size slightly oversized. So there's only one way lah, to basically relatively kind of compare it to your fingers. Lah. Or you, if you really want to be accurate, you can you know, take a <laughs> measuring tape and measure her when she's sleeping. <laughs> Not creepy at all. <laughs> Wait, okay, I, hmm, okay, you have a ring. I, I, well, how, did you, how, did, how did your husband like, you know, measure your ring finger? Um, well, he kind of cheated because I'm in the business. Ah, okay. Not fair. 
And, and he was, to be fair, he w- we were doing long distance, so he was in Australia, so mm-hmm. he had no choice. Like, he can't find out anyway. Oh, is it? <laughs> okay. So he just asked you straight out, like, hey, uh, just, uh, <clears throat> I'm not trying to be, like, you know, too obvious. What's your ring size finger? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah. But he did tell me the budget that he was intending to spend. Uh. Oh. <laughs> so it's an open communicate. it's an open conversation between partners as well to, like, to, yeah. like, I mean, it's it's not uncommon. Um, when you marry your wife, yeah, like the the gig crashing, right? Right. Sometimes you need to discuss on the agreement how much angpao to give, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Yes, 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 so yes. It's, it's not it's not a topic that is I think uh, you should shy away from if you can if your partner is open. Actually, my wife was actually like uh, encouraging me not to spend so much on the wedding ring as well. She's mm-hmm. like, hey, don't have to spend quote, like so, something so exorbitantly to get me an engagement ring. La. It's fine. Just something that it's um, within your means and everything uh, is okay. Then that got me thinking, hey, she's psychology. <laughs> is that reverse psychology? <laughs> then I'm like, no, I'll buy more expensive for her. Okay, yeah, but she did. She did tell me as well. And, uh, and, and for me, it's like, uh, yeah, I wish, uh, I mean, if I would have... Uh, Research sometimes the more you know kind of saves you from a lot of things. I kind of wish that I was able to understand diamonds a little bit more before I kind of like invested in an engagement ring because you know sometimes you don't have to spend so much to get the complete same cut or the same design as what I spent versus a branded stamp on it. You know what I mean? Um, to be really fair though, if you wanted the brand experience, that's entirely up to you as well. Yeah, you seem to make that cho- you make the choice after comparing around with different jewelers, right? Uh, I didn't really compare that much, to be honest. Okay. I think yeah, maybe a couple, just a couple, uh, But you know, sometimes when you go to a brand, right, you have that that, that sense of like uh, reassurance because it's an international brand. Mm. Right, you versus can't, you can't exactly go wrong, right? Because they have the track record. Yeah, you know, they're they going to be there in the long run. They're not mm. just going to jump up overnight. And, and, and there's no way for them to bluff you anyway, because you know it's, they're, they're internationally renowned. So that's why that, that, that reassurance. Uh, maybe you're also yeah, paying no. paying for that reassurance as well. But I'm I'm pretty sure like DJM's been around for a long time. How long have you guys been around for? Over forty years. Oh wow! <laughs> and then you guys years. basically supply diamonds too to different different jewelers or something. Um, no, but. Guess we're t- since we're talking about diamonds, mm-hmm. um, do you want to hear a little bit more how we source our diamonds? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, so what? Okay, let, let me just ask you, La. Mm-hmm. What is your understanding of where people get diamonds from? The diamond supply from? Um, they basically get them in coal mines. Is that true? No, I watch. They, they do, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I watch Snow White too much. <laughs> <laughs> hi ho, hi ho. <laughs> and then when they ding, 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 then they, they straight away the diamond comes out, the perfect diamond shape and everything. You have to thank Hollywood for actually display, for showing that, <laughs> planting that idea into your head. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So natural diamonds are mined. Okay. Um, from the earth. Um, so you start you start the whole supply chain process from the diamond miners, yes. which are only a select few big companies in the world because they have the capital and the technology to be able to mine to mine in that wide scale. Right. So they so we start from the diamond miners who cut who harvest the rough diamonds, mm-hmm. who then um, sell it to diamond cutters. Right. Or uh, we in an industry we call them diamond manufacturers. Okay. So these are the people who are in charge of um, maximizing the beauty of each diamond that they get from each rough. Okay. So it's entirely up to them whether they want to cut the stone to maximize the weight or they want to cut the stone to maximize the uh, sparkle. Ah. Or do you want to cut to, to maximize the color? Because color could be differently tinted in different places. Right. So they need to know, understand like which, which direction they should cut it so that it looks, the, the color is even. 
Okay. Face up. So diamond cutters, secondary. Um, there used to be diamond wholesalers. Okay. Before they reach retailers, so wholesalers are the ones who keep a lot of inventory of stock before they sell to the retailers. Mm-hmm. But diamond wholesalers, um, or what last time they called the middleman, mm-hmm. this uh, this is a extinct breed. Okay. In the past 20 years. Okay. So if anyone tells you that, oh, we bypass the middleman, we bypass the diamond wholesaler, we go straight to the cutter, uh, everyone pretty much does it. Lah. Because over the past 20 years, retailers got big enough um, to, for big, for established retailers, they mm-hmm. are able to bypass the middleman, right. wholesalers to go straight to the cutters okay. to get a better deal for higher volume. Okay. Yeah. And you so, guys have the cutters, uh, we don't have the cut. We have cutters yes. for gemstones, right? But for diamonds, we have access to these cutters, mm-hmm. um, and because of our the the business volume and our scale, mm-hmm. we are able to get better prices right. from these cutters because of the commitment we have to them year on year. Mm-hmm. Um, they give us direct access, or like, or what do we say? First dips, ex- yes, first dips. Yep. to prime goods before they pass it down to other smaller jewelers. So that's why our diamonds are um, more fairly priced and more competitive priced. Right. The other thing also, we work with, uh, we also go straight to the source, we go straight to the miners. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we partner with um, select few ethical mines, such as the DBS mines in Botswana for our mark diamonds. Mm-hmm. We also partner with miners in Myanmar and Sri Lanka mm-hmm. or gemstones as well. Oh. So in, in a sense, this kind of relationship takes uh, time to build because a miner randomly is not just going to open his stock to any yeah. any person on the street. They need to know that you have um, a track worker of selling scale yep. and selling to high net worth people in right. your country before they actually give you like dips on their stock. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, like you guys have been doing it for 40 years. So like you guys are well experienced on this, I'm sure. Oh, wow. Okay. So Botswana. Oh, okay. Do you guys own any of these mines on your own? <coughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because what? Okay. Uh, Gemstones tend to grow in volcanic soil-rich countries, which Malaysia doesn't have. Yeah. And to be able to own a mine, you need to partner with government. Government only tends to um, benefit their own people. I see. That's why oh. I have to partner with the other miners. Okay. All right. Mm. Okay. Oh, wow. That's interesting. <laughs> ah, Very interesting. That means Indonesia got volcanoes, so there's a tendency of chances of having diamonds there too. Lah. Yes, there is um, in Kalimantan, but the volume is not. Sometimes, by theory, yes, but volume of actual harvesting may actually differ. Right. So when someone goes in and mine diamonds, right, is it like those those workers that you see in cartoons, they have those picks and then they start ting, ting? No. No, no, okay. everything is very machinerized. Oh, it's okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting. To, to make it more efficient, also safe for people, right? you don't want to have... Oh yeah, yeah. All true. these poor people trapped if anything happens. Okay, okay, all right. So I mean, like, I just, I just, I just want to summarize. I mean, this conversation I'm having with you because we're talking about diamonds, and I think like the, this is kind of also just to encourage people to not have that misconception that diamonds are really out of reach when it comes to price range and buying something for people, especially your loved ones. And you know, you don't have to always assume that you know you got to spend a lot of money to get a really nice, sparkly looking diamond. I mean, we could have something that's uh, you know as reasonable as three thousand ringgit and up to get something for your loved one and basically start a new journey together. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely right. All right. So how many of these rings can I take home today? Um, yeah. is, is your home here? <laughs> okay. But yeah, Jeff, thank you so much for your time and, you know, and coming to us. Before we go, 
you know, is there anything you'd like to say to any of our listeners with regards to, I mean, obviously, if anyone out there is actually um, planning to buy an engagement ring, you know, what do you want to say to them? Don't be afraid to ask silly questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Really. And um, give, your opportun- give yourself the opportunity to have a look at Ready Stock Diamonds. Ready Stock Diamonds. Okay. So you can educate yourself within the differences because once you commit to buying something online you can't, that you can't see based on the cert, mm-hmm. it comes true. You, you're kind of, um, you don't have any other alternatives. I see. And you, of course, would uh, encourage people to go and look at the diamond in person and learn how to appreciate it lah, and understand why it costs so much and how it is, like how it sparkles and how it's basically priced at what it is. Would you say that? To experience it for yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's like buying a car and buying a house. You, you want to know the value you're getting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, if you're actually planning to... Uh, Propose to your loved ones. Congratulations and good luck. You know, uh, tag us if you have any success stories. If you fail, don't. All right. Thank you so much for streaming, uh, Mabak Sessions. You can stream us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. We'll chat with you guys next time. <laughs>